and for us to have faith in him and for us to enter into his life is what he's always intended for us and to give to us. And that the Beatitudes are an expression of who Jesus is. They're very, very, in fact, the whole Sermon on the Mount is an expression of Jesus um, giving, giving word or, or code or language to who he is as a person. And so the reason why we're going through this uh, Sermon on the Mount, and in particular the Beatitudes, is to be able to see who Christ is and to, to give, um, give vision, I suppose, to his life that we might be able to have faith in him. I've talked to a few of you about this. Tonight we get to uh, the third Beatitude. So we've already looked at blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And now we come to blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And uh, one writer says that the same principle that holds in heaven is the principle that holds on earth. The, the humility of, um, of the poor in spirit, the same, um, I suppose, the same entrance into the kingdom of heaven is, holds on earth. That which is in heaven is on earth. God operates both of those domains by the same principles. And I've spoken to a few of you about this, but one of the favorite foods for uni students is what they would call free food. And, uh, and I know that's a bit of a joke that goes around. And honestly, I remember at university just loving those days. There was a particular day when Guzman and Gomez were opening, I think, in the city, and they did free Guzman and Gomez. And the line was absolutely astronomical. Like, you had to wait almost an hour just to, it probably wasn't that long, but you know what I mean, like that bit of hyperbole there. But um, that's, that's one of the, the favorite food of uni students is free food. And I, I said to someone from this community, I can't remember who exactly it was a couple of weeks ago, but I said, have we ever had the thought that maybe all food is free food? Have you ever had that thought before? that maybe everything we've got is free. We come, we come tonight to this beatitude, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And that word inherit, um, it, it has a, obviously it has a particular meaning, but the meaning that I want us to focus on, of, of the, the connotations of that word that I want us to focus on, is to inherit something implies two parties. You can't, um, if, if you take something, think of the prodigal son and that particular uh, story. The prodigal son took my share of the inheritance and he went and, and lived in wasteful living. But to take is not to inherit. Hopefully that makes sense. As soon as you take, you, it's no longer a receival. Inheritance by nature means the passing of something to someone else. It's, it, it involves two parties. That's what inheritance means. And so taking, when you take something, you straight away, you're ignoring the fact that there's, 
this is a, a two-party thing. You, you're effectively, and we see that. In fact, the prodigal son in that particular story, uh, that there's, there's lots of, of commentary about this story, but what the son is saying there in that moment is, Father, you're, you're dead to me, effectively. You know what I mean? As soon as you take, you are no longer inheriting. The meek inherit the earth. What is the purpose of the creation? What is the purpose of the created order? The purpose of the material world, the earth, the world, the, the reason why God has created this is for the purpose of communion. For the purpose of of us, of God and man coming together in, in their persons and also man and man coming together. Let me see if I can illustrate this to you. A, a thing like a, a simple meal, something as simple as a meal that uh, we'll share later on tonight. A meal brings people together. Food, think of the earth, the created order, the creation. Food brings people together. What, what is the beauty of food? The beauty of food is, yes, that it fills our stomach, you know what I mean, and we have a need and, and we feel good after we, eat it, that, that after we have, have eaten it. But in fact, the, the, the higher purpose and the main purpose that God has created food for and has created us for in our material bodies that need food is actually to bring not only us and God together, but to bring man and man together. You see, when I invite you over to my house for a meal, I'm going to give you food, right? But the purpose of me, the, the, that opportunity, that moment, what the food gives and what your hunger gives, materially your hunger and, and what my opportunity is in that moment, is to serve you, is, is to give of myself to you. It's a moment of love. That is the purpose of the created order. The created order is, is so, it creates a platform, it creates an opportunity for us to come together. Inheritance is the receival, it's... It's the acknowledgement that, that this hasn't just happened in a vacuum, you know what I mean? Uh, maybe another illustration that, that I could hypothetically tell you about is, um, uh, you know, we all get our car serviced at a, mecha at a mechanic um, and I can go to that mechanic in two ways and that mechanic can come to me in two ways. Uh, that, the f my car needing to be fixed, it's an opportunity you know, in that moment as I pick up the keys from the mechanic after he's done the service, there's an opportunity for him to, to actually minister to me and to, to join himself to me and to seek for communion with me. If he does that, if he uses that service, that um, working of the creation and, and changing of the creation, he can use that to actually give himself to me in that moment. 
and I can receive that work that he's done, that service that he's done as something that he is giving to me and I can receive that and it actually brings us together in that moment. It's a, it's a moment of love. Or he can do that service just to get money, just, just to, to take what he wants. Or I can come to that service and not really care. I can, I can walk home and I can, you know, effectively just not even think about the fact that he's put his hard labor, he's put his, his work into that. And with, with no expression of gratitude, I can take my car and drive off, pay the money that I have to take my car and drive off. The meek, it's the spirit of meekness that receives the created order the way it was meant to be received by God. You see, the, everything, all, all our food, all, all our, our accommodation, all our bodies are meant to be received as gifts from our Heavenly Father. If we go to those couple of verses there, Psalm 24, verse 1, the earth is the Lord's, and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. I know that there's lots of people right now who are living, believing that they've got a part of the world that is theirs. But I want to tell you, as much as we think the world is ours, the earth is always the Lord's. It doesn't change just because we think we have our own selfish, greedy claim on it. I want to tell you, all of the earth is the Lord's. Let's go to that George MacDonald quote. I love this quote. And uh, I've, I've given you these pieces of paper because uh, someone, someone really lovingly has helped me understand that, that um, it's good to metabolize the Word of God in our lives. Sometimes you can't just get it all at once in a sermon. And so I'm, each week we're just going to try and put these together so that you've got something to take home and hopefully to, to dwell more fully on what God has been saying to you. This is the quote from George MacDonald says, the man's so dull as to insist that a thing is his because he's bought it and paid for it, needs to understand that not all the combined forces of law and justice and goodwill can keep it his. That's a very, very insightful, interesting quote. Those who are takers, those who are not meek, who do not have the spirit of Jesus, who are living according to the flesh, they do not inherit the earth. They take the earth and they, they call it theirs and they, They think that it's, it's sort of just come to them by chance or, or they believe that they've earned it and therefore it's theirs. They're not receiving the earth as an inheritance. They're taking it. They're seeking to lay their claim to something which will never actually be theirs. The earth is always the Lord's.
we read that in, in Psalm 37 uh, earlier on tonight. A really great psalm that just um, that highlights this exact theme. Those who are not meek, they who, who do not have the, the spirit of Jesus, the meekness of Jesus, they, they take the world and they lay claim to it and they call it theirs because they have ownership over it. But they're never at rest. They're never at rest because they're trying to keep their claim over it. And in fact, they're always wanting more. They always feel that they, they need more. They're always discontent, jealously looking out, thinking, I need more of the world. I need to get this. I need to get that. And, and the Lord says, you know, the principle of the world, the principle that the world is operating under at the moment is that I need to domineer. I need to, to raise myself up in power to be able to take more of the world. And, and if we go up to the extreme level, you have literal dictators that are seeking to take countries, places, just for their dominion. All of this is a manifestation of the flesh, of a spirit that is not meek, that, that seeks to take. But what actually happens is, is by in trying to take and in trying to get for yourself, you, you don't actually inherit the earth. It slips through your fingers. Luke 12 is a parable that Jesus tells. Two men come to him. You see, this is, this is such a common thing, in, unfortunately, in families. There's no meekness, and so families fight over money and possessions. The spirit of Jesus is absent and, and two people come to Jesus and they say, uh, teacher, tell my brother to share my, my uh, you know, the inheritance with me, I, th I think is what it is. Jesus tells the parable of the rich man who has this great harvest and then he, he builds bigger barns, tears down his barns, builds bigger ones so that he can put more food in these bigger barns. And Jesus tells the parable and, and, you know, in that moment, the man's saying, ah, oh, take it easy, you know, my soul. Rest, my soul. You have much wealth stored up for many years to come, you know. And then Jesus says, but God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you. And then this really insightful phrase, then, then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? You've sought to take the earth, and you, you think it has, it has been yours because you've had it in your barns and it's under your possession and under your control, but in fact, you have not inherited the earth. It will slip through your fingers. This very night, you will be extracted from it. Those who take do not inherit the earth. Inheritance means receival. And, the re, the, and receival means communion. When I give you a gift, you know, the gift is great. But the purpose of the gift, if it's a true gift, is that I'm seeking to, to 
to be one with you. I'm seeking to love you. I'm seeking to come to you and be one with you. That is the purpose of the gift. I mean, whether it's a, whether it's a piece of bread or whether it's a Ferrari, if it's truly a gift, the, the heart behind it is to be one with I don't care about the thing. The things that is, is the channel, is the conduit for us to come together, for us to be made one. There was this great story that I heard today. A man's just come to faith recently in our church. And God, um, God said, you need to be honest with Centrelink. There'd been some dishonesty in his past about Centrelink. And God said, you need to be honest. You need to own up to what you've done in the past. And you need to tell them. And, and he obeyed. He was meek. He had faith in Christ in that moment, in his meekness, because he knew he was going to be up for a big sum of money to pay back, a big sum of money. But he believed on Christ and he said, no, um, I, will, I will stay with the meek, the meek Christ. Centrelink came back and said, you have to pay $180,000 back. That's a big sum of money for a man who doesn't have much. And a few days later, they called him back and they said, we've wiped your debt. No context for why. They've just said, we've wiped it. You don't have to pay a cent. Now, I want to tell you in that moment, there's, there's two ways of perceiving that story. The person who is not meek says, oh my goodness, thank goodness that I don't have to pay back $180,000. You know, they're thinking, wow, I've just scored myself $180,000. This is amazing. You know what I mean? That's the not meek person. The spirit of Jesus in that moment, what do they do? Gratitude to God. God has revealed himself. God has come and made himself one with them, that person in that moment. They trusted God and, and God has, has shown himself, whether that amount was $180,000 or $20, it's irrelevant. The meek person will receive that with gratitude and, and, and union and connection and communion will happen in that moment between God and humanity. There's a movie called The Hidden Life, which is a story of a a, a man who was a conscientious objector to the Nazi army. He was in Austria. And the Nazis um, initially let him go back to his farm, but eventually they took him and they said, if you are not going to fight for us, we're going to put you in prison and then we're going to execute you. This is based on a true story. And there's this part of the movie where he's in prison, just in horrid horrid circumstances, you know, like very difficult circumstances. He's been, he's been abused, he's been persecuted. And there's this moment where the birds are chirping and his heart soars with gratitude to God because the birds are chirping. He's thankful for the birds. He's, in, he's living in these horrid circumstances and his heart is soaring 
with thanksgiving to God. The meek inherit the earth. Those who, those who are greedy, those who are jealously pining and always discontent, those who see the creation, whatever it is, food or, 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 or possessions as here for us to serve our ends and what we want. Those who think I've earned this and therefore I can do what I want with it, therefore I deserve it, therefore it's mine. Those who, who are anxiously hoarding do not inherit the earth. They do not receive the earth as a gift from their heavenly Father. And, and in doing so, in receiving it as a gift, are made one with Him and, and they're, they're, they're united with God. The love of God flows into their heart and their, their heart flows back towards God. When we are takers, we quench we quench the love that God wants to give through his created order to us. There's a story in Matthew 26, you'll know this story, where Mary takes a very expensive jar of perfume. I, I can't remember the exact amount. It's some amount of a year's wages breaks it and pours it all over Jesus' feet and head. And some of the disciples say to Mary in that moment, oh no, to Jesus, what a waste. What are you, teacher, tell her what a waste. This could have been given to the poor. Think of, think of how much good we could have done with this money. Jesus says, do not say that to her. Mary understands what the creation is for. The creation is, is to be an expression of love, to bring two people together. You see, they're not thinking about loving the poor by giving that money. They're thinking about the utility and actually says, in fact, that Judas says that because he just wants to take it for himself and use it for his own purposes. You know, when we give to the poor, it's not just a religious deed that we do to try and create utility in their lives. It's meant to be an expression of love. This is, this is, I felt very strongly to say this tonight. As soon as we see poverty as a deficient condition, and, and I, I, the Lord is ministering to me with this truth, as soon as we see poverty as a deficient condition, we are in the flesh. God has ordained that poverty would come about. He's not a stranger to poverty. He knows it's there. The poverty of, of people around the world is meant to create an opportunity for love to flow, for, for two lives to come together, for need and for supply to join. 
We should not see poverty and say, wow, I, I, I couldn't ever be like that. You know what I mean? Like, I could, I could never be in those conditions. As soon as we're saying that, we're actually in the flesh. We are not trusting Christ Jesus. And so in Matthew 26, Mary says, Oh, teacher, my heart is overflowing with love for you. Please, can I pour out all that I have, all my money onto your feet? Because this is how much I love you. I want to be one with you, my Lord. And so Jesus rebukes him. He says, oh, don't listen to them, Mary. They're not, they're not operating with a meek spirit. There's another spirit in them at that moment. How about the widow's might? You know, the Pharisees come and they come with their big, expensive, paramount gifts. No meekness in their heart. The widow comes with her might and she gives all that she has. And who's, who loved God in that moment? Who was justified before God in that moment? The widow. Meek Jesus. You know, when there's a dispute over something material in our lives, you know where meek Jesus is in that moment? Meek Jesus says, take the whole lot. Look, I don't care. If you want all the money, take all the money. Jesus does not ever, ever say, I need money at the expense of an opportunity for love. He will never let the created order get in the way of love. Never. He will willingly bear any cost, whether it's financial, whatever it is, that there might be a chance of reconciliation and, and of union between two individuals. That's the meekness of Jesus. What a beautiful man he is. What a beautiful man he is. Jesus, the meek Jesus, has no entitlement. He has no sense of, I, I have rights to this. I have to have this. This is mine because I've earned it, because I've... I've procured it for myself, none of that. The meek Jesus lives in continual gratitude. We read in the scriptures, be thankful always. The meek live in continual gratitude because everything is a gift. All food is free. All food is an inheritance from their Father above, a moment for, for us to give thanks to God, for us to be united with God. The meek walk through the world as a temple filled and, and they see God in his temple giving and, and overflowing in love to every person. For the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who are in it, our families. What a beautiful gift from our heavenly Father, that we would cherish them and love them and, and be one with them, be united with them. Us together as a community, a spirit of meekness, we will love one another. We will receive each other as a beautiful gift and, and a, a chance to, to give thanks to God.
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6.10, I have nothing and yet I possess all things. That's a powerful truth. He, he didn't have anything. He didn't have a house. I, I actually don't know that, but I'm pretty sure, knowing Paul's life and journey, he didn't have a place to lay his head like Jesus. He probably had the clothes that were on his back, maybe a bag, and he says, I possess all things. I possess all things. Not, not, I don't own them. They're, they're not in my bank account, but everything in this world I receive as a gift from God. It doesn't even have to be mine. He, he's rejoicing when someone else is blessed. Wow, incredible. The meek inherit the earth. And I want to tell you, there's a whole lot of, of our world at the moment that is claimed, that is under the, that, that is believed to be under the jurisdiction of non-meek men and women. They lay their claim to it and they wall everyone else out from it. It's not to be shared. This is mine. I possess it. I want to tell you one day, everything will belong to the meek. Because those who have raised their self in pride against the Lord who owns the earth, the Lord is going to put all enemies under his feet. There will be a day where there will be no more pride, only meekness. And the meek will inherit the earth. Just written there, as soon as we attempt to take the earth, we've lost it. For in its very nature, it cannot be taken, only received. The earth was created by God not to be apprehended for selfish purposes, but received as a token of his love. And so that's God's word to us tonight. And this is, is what we are to live in, by faith in. You know, it's, we don't have to analyse ourselves and say, well, am I a giver or a saver or am I a spender or a this? No, no, no. We need to have the spirit of meekness. We need Christ, the spirit, of, the spirit of Christ. This is why we're looking at these Beatitudes that we might believe in Him. He says that is the eternal life. To live a meek life is the eternal life. To take and to lay claim greedily to and to, to be discontent and ungratitudinous, that's the way of destruction. The way of life is the meek Jesus. And we're going to share now in communion.